It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, and it will be an Articles of News episode. Joining me, Annette Luthi-Lyon, thank you for uh, taking some time out of your busy uh, writing schedule. Uh, I I know that your hand gets cramped from all of your cursive writing because that's how you write your books. Oh, I appreciate you. uh, Totally not. (laughs) A feather quill pen. I need a keyboard because my handwriting really, really sucks. And I blame that on my older sister because she was in um, third grade. Uh-huh. She learned how to write cursive. And so she came home and tried to teach me. Sure. So I learned cursive before print and that messed, messed things up. So no, and I need a keyboard or I can't read my own writing. It's great. And people under 25 are asking what cursive What's is. cursive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that flowy curlies kind of writing. Well, and even growing up, it was like, you need to know cursive for how you write checks. And then also yeah. people under 25 were like, I, it's a checkbook. What's a check? I know yeah. it's called a checking account, but I yeah. can't tell you the last time. Oh, no. One of my kids needed a check because she needed to renew her passport. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, hey, mom, can I Venmo you the money? And then can you write me a check? Yeah. <laughs> I still have a checkbook. It's dusty, yeah. but I have yeah. one. Is it the carbon copy? Those were my favorite. The yes. ones that, yeah, 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 it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's been a long time, but yeah. Those were more expensive. So I always opted for the ones that they would send you the check back at the end of the pay period. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. You yeah. get a big old thick letter in the mail. You're like, yeah, I'm balling. What is it? Oh, like, it's oh, all my checks being sent back to me. It's mocking what everything that you spent in the last whatever. Yeah. How are you? Good. It's actually kind of um, nice. I This last week, um, I was able to travel to a writing conference to teach for the first time since the pandemic broke out. So nice. that was really awesome. I, I did do Storymakers in May, but that's in Provo, which doesn't really count as travel. Yeah, because so, you're a Utah County resident yourself. Yeah. In the exactly. same county. That's not traveling. No, no. That's, a, that's an um, errand. Exactly. <laughs> um, this one was in Kanab, um, which wow. is... It's and I've been there almost every year they've done it. Um, gorgeous place for those who don't know, it's where a lot of Hollywood westerns were filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just amazing history there and it's gorgeous and all that. So funny story. So here's what happened. Usually they'll like get like a hotel room for the presenters and you'll share it with someone or whatever. This time they got a whole a massive Airbnb for everybody. Okay. Um and which was lovely. And then you check in. And so whenever you get there and all that kind of great stuff, um, our instructions were use the, the main house first. And then if all of those beds get filled, then you can go out to the bunk house. So I'm <laughs> like, okay. So I was planning on being there around like three or 4 PM. Sure. Get, get the pick of the litter, but it doesn't sound like you did. No, life, life happened. Um, I just didn't <laughs> get off the road till five for, you know, a variety of reasons. Sure. And um, which meant I hit an hour-long traffic jam yeah, um, you around did. Spanish Fork. Um, so a four-hour drive turned into a five-hour drive. I didn't uh, get there till after 10. Okay. Um, so I'm dragging my stuff. And, oh, the GPS took me to the wrong house at first. That was of course fun. it does. And um, especially after dark. Yeah. And there's it's yeah. a new area, too. Yeah. Have, so there's, like, no streetlights. That was fun. <laughs> but I find the house, and I get inside. And almost everyone's, like, in bed or wrapping up. And I'm like, okay, so where's a room for me or whatever? And they're like... There might be one bed in a shared room downstairs, but I'm not sure. So I go downstairs and there's a theater room, there's a jacuzzi and all these cool things. 
but I'm looking around trying to find a, a bed and all the doors are closed for the night. And I'm like, sure. there, there might be a bed open somewhere, but I don't want to like wake someone up or you're going to have to nudge someone. I'm telling them to scoot over. So I'm like, great. I get to go out to the bunkhouse. So I was like, Hey guys, do you guys know where that is? And like the two ladies that were slept were like, yeah, go through the, the, that hallway right there. I'm like, all right. So I go down this hallway. And <laughs> I, I took a video of it. I should show it to you. It's, it's hilarious. I walk in. It is this massive, huge space. You walk in, there's this huge vanity on the left. There are rows of like toilet rooms and showers. Then you yeah. go down these little stairs, massive place that's filled with a couple of love sacks. There's a bunk bed that are fools or queens that I don't remember. And then along the other wall, there are triple bunk beds, five of them, I think. Yeah. I'm like, this is where like family reunions come. Yeah. Yeah. That's you what know? that sounds like. Um, so I had that space to myself for two nights. The whole thing? <laughs> Entire thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is bizarre. So the second day of the conference, I spoke, I taught twice on Friday. Saturday morning, I, I, I'm i just an attendee at that point. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I would love to get some new words in. I have this, some new scenes I have in my head. Um, maybe I'll stay at the this bunk house mm-hmm. spot for a couple of hours to work before I go back to the conference. And then every two minutes, there's a smoke alarm chirping. So it needs uh, to be better. And uh, I'm like, nope, going nope, to the conference. Yep. Going to the conference. <laughs> but yeah, it's this mat. Seriously, the place was huge. And But then the, the triple bunk beds, they were so close together. I'm like, this this is for someone who's about 10 years old or someone yep. who does not have claustrophobia or a death wish. So This is where you just chuck the kids so you don't have to deal with them, right? Yeah. They when the like, adults, cool. Yeah. When the adults want to spend time together, you get a bag yep. of bulk candy for the kids and you, you chuck fear. them in the bunkhouse and say, <laughs> don't come bother us unless someone's bleeding yeah. or going to die. Yeah. That's the so, story yeah. of my adolescence. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm glad to know that you made it out from having that entire space by yourself safely that it you survived yeah. and to know that you're back and doing it. Uh, people can follow us on Instagram at the cultural hall and maybe, uh, maybe you can share the video of the bunkhouse so people can check sure, it out. We'll do. That'd be awesome. People can check that out. And Kanab for my money, one of the best eating cities in the state of Utah. The food and chefs that they have brought in because people from all over the world it's go down to Kanab. Town, yeah. It's unreal, the deliciousness of the food. See, and I wouldn't know that because when I've been there, it's been like people hosting and feeding us. Or, uh, uh, or I go to the grocery store. I actually, <laughs> the last time I went, I literally found a box of, um, it was, you know, like, like oh, rotten potatoes or whatever. It was actually a box that you could make funeral potatoes. Yeah. And I was like, only in Utah. Like, yeah. what the heck? Anyway, it was, yeah, it was yeah. pretty great. I love your phrase, only in Utah, subtitle, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's accurate, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm in the middle of just to catch people up. And I know we're trying to be better about episodes. I've got several scheduled for next week. We haven't ever gone a week without an episode. We did three in one week while I've been gone. I, I, I went on vacation to go see my mom. And then this week I've had an event every single day. I have a wedding later wow. today. I'm going to Big Piney, Wyoming for a wedding tomorrow. So give them a great, yeah, a so, great guys. Yeah, right. But I am looking at my schedule for almost the rest of this month. And it's like, oh, okay. So Fridays and Saturdays is it, huh? That's it. And yeah. even some of those Fridays, there's not something. So um, if you would like to donate to the charity, I'm not going to officialize it as a GoFundMe, but teasing. Uh, things seem to be pretty good, but it, I I am ready for summer to be over. Interesting thing. 
So the vacation I went to was in the Pacific Northwest. We went to Seaside, Oregon, and then we went up to see my mom up in the San Juan Islands. What I don't understand is how people in that part of the country get anything done because it is perfect nap weather mm-hmm. all of the time. Yeah. Like the high while I was up there was like 72 and the low was like 64 the entire time I was yeah, there. And I was amazing. like, yeah, and open then, the windows, take a nap. And then we're used to high elevation here. You go down there and suddenly there's more oxygen. Yeah. You sleep better. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I felt good. And it looks so pretty. And yeah. I got to spend time in Boise on my way home, which I'd never really done before. That's a cool city. I understand why a lot of people are moving to Boise now. I mean, so it's what's, no... what's great about Boise? Well, so uh, so I really like city living, uh, even though now I sort of live in suburbia. Uh, I stayed in like city part of Boise and it had a cool vibe. Huh. It's kind of a it's kind of a clean for people that are from Utah that kind of know the sugar house area. Sort of like you're it's you can tell where city center was and then where the early suburbs were. And now that's part of the city. And, you know, mom and pop restaurants have sort of popped up. It was cool. I liked it. Cool vibe. And I wouldn't I I wouldn't have thought that about Boise. Yeah, I have never heard that about Boise. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. So maybe I'll go up there and uh, and and spend some more time. I don't know. You can't stop me now that I tried this vacation thing (laughs) and I apparently have plenty of days off in the future. So. We'll get there. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to, we'll get through as many stories as we can, but we got so much backlog of uh, news. We'll just, we'll do the best we can come back and do that in the second block. Oh, oh. And in the third block temple ticker with Corey, the Pharaoh ward that's coming up in the third block of the cultural hall. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast and, well, you just don't know what to do, I would encourage you to reach out to me. Now, I am at Richie T. Stedman on all the social medias. You can find and follow me there. Uh, you can also send me an email, richietstedman at gmail.com, if you'd like to know more about what uh, I do as far as being a podcast coach and consultant. But let me just say this. May I say this? Almost 600 episodes under my belt, I could certainly be able to help you. Now, let me say this as well. I know a lot of you are thinking, well, listen, I yeah, I don't know that I'm ever going to get thousands of followers. Here's the best part about podcasts. Sometimes they can just be for fun. Other times they can be for really small niche audiences and you can make a truck ton of money. We can talk about it, how you could do it if you would like. You can reach out to me at Richie T. Stedman, wherever you find me, or certainly if you send me a message at the Cultural Hall, I'll be able to answer it there as well. Have you, have you considered starting a podcast? Reach out to me. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second block, we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. 
you know, when you don't do news for a really long time, you have lots of news that you can go through. Like, uh, for example, I had completely forgotten about this. Uh, this was uh, uh, a few weeks ago about the BYU student who prank called his mom. Did you see this? No. Uh, this was this was on uh, TikTok, is where a lot of people saw it. Uh, went viral. The user at Lexi dot ninety nine, or period ninety nine at Lexi dot ninety nine. Uh, it features a young student telling his mom, "Hey, I got uh, my girlfriend pregnant," and the girlfriend, while on speakerphone, says that he should tell her to get an abortion which causes a question of well wait a minute these are the people that should be not saying those things and uh obviously this was around the time of of roe v wade and and everything where that was to me goes not the time for this kind of prank yeah okay and and to be clear i used to be a big fan of pranks like the practical jokey prank Mm -hmm. uh and and the older I get, and maybe this makes me sound like I'm super old now, but the older I get, I just like pranks that that like hurt people's feelings or that cause people more stress. Like I just, you know, yeah, I don't do those is the thing I guess I would say, unless you're a, you know, multi-million follower on YouTube and you're making I guess I give people a pass as far as that goes, but otherwise it's not funny. It's not cute. It's not just a joke. Come on, man. What are you overreacting about? It, it, it's being a jerk and being like, Oh, kidding. And it's like, no, not kidding. That's not funny. Yeah. yeah not funny. I said surprises should always be happy things, you know, like a singing telegram or, you know, <laughs> I, uh, so a buddy of mine and, and here's a good example, right? I'm a little bit of a jerk. Uh, we all know that it's fine. It's fair <laughs> to say, uh, a friend of mine, he was telling me about how, uh, his roommate, uh, saw him with his shirt off and said, Oh, you're starting to put on a little bit of weight, you know? That's the roommate and his interaction. And so uh, I he's actually one of the guys that works for me within my business. And he was going to do a wedding for a personal trainer. So I told the personal trainer when he saw this friend of mine to say, hey, you're starting to get a little thick in the midsection. Can I uh, personal train you? Right. Like that to me is like, oh, why? I oughta, you know, that's a little bit jokey. Much more than that, I feel like you're just being a jerk. I like that philosophy. And if you think you're 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 the jerk of the hall, you're gonna have to work a whole lot harder because Kyle has that. Oh, fair enough. And he has that wrapped up. I don't think anyone will ever surpass. Which I know people are probably asking for an update. I actually went and saw him. Oh, Uh, awesome! Yeah, he. um, In a couple days from this recording, he is going to uh, make his ride up to Francis Peak again. It will be one year ago that he was married. Uh, You can see that video if you go kind of into the depths of the archive of uh, the Cultural Hall on Instagram. Uh, Your daughter. I think the link tree actually may still have. Oh, okay. I'm not positive. Yeah, but my daughter Megan filmed it and. Uh, did an amazing yeah. job. Uh, Kyle rode to the top of this mountain and and uh, married his wife. And and so you can see that. So he is all sorts of anxious about doing that. His, um, you know, his physical ability is lessening. We for, still, oh, for those who may or may not, newer people perhaps, he has ALS, which is why they, they got married as quickly as they did. They're like, well, I don't, I don't have much time. So he's actually in remarkable health considering... He's been yeah. diagnosed for about a year and a half now. Yeah. And, and bull bar, which is an aggressive form. Uh, 
but he still has his uh his sense of humor like he ever did talking yeah. a little bit slower and a little harder to understand but he uh he lives on a street that is not a through street and so in front of his house there is a sign that says dead end and i said oh, no. that's that's awfully rude of them don't you think they'd be a little bit more sensitive <laughs> we we had a good laugh about the inappropriate uh, use of a dead end street sign. I will say, so anyone listening who hasn't heard Brother Kyle's last episode, go listen to it. Because mm. for one thing, it's 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 incredibly touching and amazing, but also is filled with this dark humor with the two of you yeah, making cool. all kinds of jokes. So this is it, this is cool and normal and fine. And this is how friends cope. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and especially the two of us. His his wife yeah. does not appreciate it either. He and I just <laughs> get the opportunity to joke around a little bit. And the thing is, if if I'm being real candid, real honest, the only reason we joke about it is because otherwise, I just want to sit there and cry. Yeah, you know, I'm talking exactly. to him, and I just am like, man, I got to either do this or just cry with you. And you know, yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, we know how the story ends, and that's the thing that that just hurts and is hard, but. I, I love him dearly for it. So to let people know he's doing well, he's still got that really dark, horrible sense of humor. And uh, hopefully he and I are going to record a video. I had been exposed to COVID when I saw him. So I had to stay a good 20 feet away from him. I just shouted from his sidewalk and yelled at him so that we could see each other. But um, you've, you've got a, a really terrible story and this is not uh, I think this broke yesterday as we record this, but um some some disappointing news about abuse within the church yeah this was news so I, just for full clarity i have not read the entire ap article mm -hmm. um but i've read bits and pieces of reporting on it and then other responses in that um so the ap had a, a piece about um essentially there was a, a bishop in arizona who did not report um, that a father had molested his daughter mm -hmm. when it was confessed to him. So apparently he called the church helpline that the bishops are supposed to call when in situations like this. According to him, they said, there's nothing you can do. Hmm. Um, and then he, the, the father was excommunicated, eventually apparently molested another child, uh, you know, of his own, um, all kinds of problems. It went on for seven years. And then he was arrested, and I believe he committed suicide before um, he, he went to trial. He could be sentenced, yep. But so the, the church's response to it was, you know, the, the article mischaracterized the nature of the hotline. We, we would encourage bishops and we do to talk, contact authorities and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of people you know, online saying the church doesn't do enough. And, you know, there, there's, I don't know, there's, there's arguments on both sides. I think the church is doing better today than they used to. Mm -hmm. um, I really have a hard time believing that someone on the helpline would have told the bishop there's nothing he can do. Sure. But who knows exactly how wires got crossed and interpreted and, and all that. But that's it's kind of a that's, that's it's a rough story. Uh, the I mean the thing that 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 dawns on me, and I recognize that I've never been in that situation, so maybe I don't know. I've never been, you know, a bishop of a ward. I've never been a stake president, etc. But like to me, I just sort of think like at the point that someone has done something illegal wouldn't on that level, yeah. yeah really no matter what it was like if someone came to me and said uh hey i'm i am bilking people out of millions of dollars right that's not a sexual crime it's not anything no, like but, that yeah, i was thinking, you know, something breaking the law as far as i stole a, stole a candy bar or i was speeding on the freeway not not that yeah like yeah yeah felony. but 
but like egregious felony level things like at that point like i i just think that i i i I would say something like hey so you need to turn yourself in or Or like I i i am sort of bound to it and i know that that Maybe that goes against some of those like uh, ecclesiastical privilege or something like that. I'm not sure how all that works. Yeah, but think- you know what I wouldn't be doing? Calling a hotline and saying, hey, what should I do? Because to me, it doesn't seem like, you know, it doesn't seem like there's really any option. I feel like I would call him up and be like, hey, I need to turn this person in or this person needs to know how to turn themselves in. Can you give me some sort of advice? But how do I do this? Yeah. How do yeah. I do this? Not what should I do? Because yeah. that seems rife of of, of opportunity yeah. to be and like. Apparently, Arizona does have a law where that type of confession could be protected, which yeah. blows my mind. But yeah. so from a legal standpoint, he didn't do anything wrong. From a moral standpoint, yeah, you think you would have, I don't know. It's rough. I the ick. Well, and to know to know too that that uh, hotline gets thousands of phone calls a year. Mm-hmm. Now they're not always obviously about something like you know as terrible as this. I'm sure it's also, you know, minor things that bishops you know need some legal counsel about. But to know that there is the potential for a situation like this to occur again. Because I, I guess the one thing, and I, I tend to side with you too, right? I, I would hope, hope against hope, that there would never be a situation where, you know, a bishop calls up and, you know, says, hey, there's a congregant who is sexually abusing his his child. What should I do? And they go, well, there's nothing you can do. Like, I, I hope that that's not the thing. I don't see why but, the hotline would exist if that's the answer. But But it also... <laughs> But I guess it also could be a thing, and that's the part that makes me feel icky, right? Yeah. Is it someone that trying to protect the liability of the church or maybe didn't fully understand what the person said or both or neither and something else? Like to know that that is something that could have been called in and could have been avoided for that other child of his. That's the part that I go, okay, what are we doing here, yeah. guys? What well, is this I- about? And that's what, why I think the wires got crossed at some point in that phone call, because if he heard the words, there's nothing you can do, I have to think, well, he probably heard those words, but was it in direct response to not being able to call the authorities? Or was it, how can I help this? Can I take this child into my house? No. Or, you know, what? Because right. when people start talking and then they say it or that, and then they don't identify where it or that means, you can be thinking different things. Sure. So I, I really, that's my theory anyway, is that the wires must have gotten massively crossed, which is horribly unfortunate. Well, it's enough in the news in just since the day that it's broken, you know that people will continue to talk about it. So yeah. we will likely find more about it. This is uh, also just sort of odd and from the past. Uh, quarterback, Zach Wilson, age 22, uh, a graduate of Brigham Young University, uh Apparently, uh, being accused of sleeping with his mom's best friend, uh, it's an interesting, uh, sort of story. Um, if you have followed the cultural hall at all, you will know that, um, how do I delicately put something like this? That, uh, Zach, Zach Wilson's mother is a handful. Is that a nice way to, is a character? That's what my grandma used to call people like that. And she's a real character, uh, apparently would have these big massive parties and um 
uh, Zach Wilson and his girlfriend, Abby Guile, who's now dating another BYU football player. And that's all sorts of, you know, whatever, uh, uh, accused her or him rather of sleeping with his mom's friends to which, to which at, at some point I go, who cares? But, but also like, it is sort of curious to me to know that like, you know, here's a guy graduated out of BYU. Okay. Maybe he's in the NFL. He's taking his time. It's the, you know, he may be stepping away from the church or figuring out what he wants to do or just like the foibles of youth, right? Like what young 20 something isn't just sexually charged with all sorts of, you know, hormones and all that kind of stuff. But it's interesting to me that like this sort of weird boundary thing with his mom where, mm-hmm. you know, I guess we sort of think that mom's friend is mom's friend's age, right? Or mom's age. And maybe yeah. that's why we go, eh, maybe, you know, it could be mom's best friend that is around Zach Wilson's age. But when this all broke on Instagram, he came on, uh, cause he'd been in Coeur d'Alene, uh, Idaho. And uh, got back on Instagram and said, hey, been away for a while. What did I miss? Just being able to deal it. And here's the deal. People in uh, New York City love him for his response and for that this is going on. And it it's a, it's certainly a cultural reflection when you have something like that where it's like, yeah, man, your mom's best friend. Way to go. As opposed to uh, what are we doing here? Exactly. Uh, what else do you have? So this is one, um, it, it sounds Utah-centric, but there's a definite close church connection here. Um, so the Odyssey Dance Theater is going to close after 28 years. So Odyssey Dance Theater, um, it has been one of the few professional dance companies in the West that's not on one of the coasts. It's kind of un- unusual in that sense. And it was founded by Daryl Yeager and his wife. And I'm forgetting his name. He used to be with Ballet West. He was the principal artist um, at Ballet West. He was also on Broadway. Um, he was in you know, a chorus line and a bunch of various. He's names. been in the cultural hall. Had, oh, my gosh. You're right. He has. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those who. Um, let's see. The, the previous set of Temple movies. There was Michael Ballum. And then he played the same character in the other one. So yeah. a lot of people may recognize him from that. Um, and if you knew to what to look for, you're like, yep, he's a dancer as he would move and his arms and his hands. And, you know, mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. Um, I actually took some dance classes for him way, way back in the day. He's a good guy. Um, but yeah, so he and his wife are saying that, like, they want to retire and go on missions and this kind of stuff. And they just don't know anyone who um, has the desire and vision to do what they've been doing all these years. Hmm. So they're just like, well, we'll just we'll wrap up and and that's it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're the most famous for their Halloween show, um, this thriller every mm-hmm. year, which is kind of fun, which is a different kind of a thing you don't usually think of as like the Nutcracker for Christmas, then you yeah. kind of thriller for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of sad and interesting all at the same time. That they're, they're uh, we'll leave a link in the show notes where people can listen to that episode with Daryl Yeager. He was also uh, in the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun from yes. the late... 80s early 90s with uh yep. shannon doherty and uh oh she's the a minor part you gotta have jessica they, uh, no, jessica what's oh, her God. name married um, to matthew broderick right and from yeah, sex, in, sex the in the city uh sarah jessica parker there it is all right three and names. then also um oh the best friend 
Helen Hunt plays the yeah. best friend. Yeah. So is it you'll he's actually in a couple of different scenes because he's he plays one of the dancers in the big competition. Uh-huh. So I watched this movie a lot when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, he during the audition process. Um, and the main character says um, Sarah Jessica Parker is briefly paired with him, uh-huh. and one of the guys goes, "Oh my, you are big!" And then said, and then he reads. So that that's Daryl Yeager. If you're watching him, he's the my you are big guy. So I love that. I love that. You can actually hear the story about how he was able to be in that movie uh, if you listen to the previous episode of The Cultural Hall. And you know what? The easiest way for you to listen to that is by becoming a Patreon saint. And I want to call out those of you that used to be Patreon saints who have recently dropped off. I see you. You're going to be getting a message from me very shortly. I'm very disappointed in the choices that you have made, but you also have made it available for other people to be able to be a Patreon saint. Uh, consider doing that. Patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Uh, this was gross. I'm sorry that all my stories are gross. This is from an FSY down at BYU a couple weeks ago. A man was arrested after he inappropriately touched two, na- two teenage girls who were attending a youth camp there at BYU. Dennis Yazi, age 64, was booked into Utah County Jail, uh, later officially charged with two second-degree felony counts of forcible sexual abuse. Um, the counselor uh, said a man groped two teenage girls, and he pointed the officers in the direction of an on-campus building where the suspect had gone. Uh, when the police officers approached Yazi, he said, I'm no pervert. The officer wrote in the arrest report that he did not say or ask Yazi anything that would prompt him to make such a statement. Uh, when I asked him to explain that further, he said he didn't touch any kids, that he has grandkids, and that he would not touch any kids. The 21-year-old EFY counselor told police that he saw Yazi, who appeared to be homeless, asking teens at the event for money. He said he told them the church would help them, but not there at the youth conference. Then he said Yazi... Then he said he saw Yazi touch one of the teenage girls inappropriately and told him that he needed to leave. So no, that's, that's yeah, that's because innocent people always. Yeah. 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 Shout those things. And, and, you know, hopefully for the mental illness that it sounds like he's got that he gets the help and hopefully those people that, um you know, were the, the victims of being groped will be able to get the help that they need, but just. It, uh, what do you have? Okay, so this is actually a much happier um, thing. So we have a historian who is a member of Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. His name is Benjamin Park, and he has a pure delight on Twitter. He also has a TikTok. Um, so he has a video and on he TikTok. he also, Annette, as a has former been a guest, guest in yes, the cultural hall. And we'll leave been. a link in the show notes for um, you to be able to check a, out that his episode. book, The Kingdom of Nauvoo, is that right? Yep. That's yep. The book? Yeah. So good dude. And um, so he has a video kind of running, going down the rundown as to his opinion on the validity of that new photograph of Joseph Smith that we or possibly was it. We don't know. Um, but then he also tweeted out and this we'll include a link to it. It is lovely. He goes, nobody is talking about this picture of a former prophet. And we really should be. And it's Joseph <laughs> F. Smith um, on the beach in swim trunks. And he's got like, you know, his ZZ top beard and, uh-huh. um, it's, and he has, and he's ripped. Like, yeah. no, I don't know. I don't know if it's from farm work or what, but he's got like these biceps. That, anyway, it's, it's a beautiful, it was a great counterpoint to the whole Joseph Smith photo conversation. Uh, I think it's interesting too. Someone commented, did Arnold Freiburg uh, paint yeah. that <laughs> picture of Joseph Smith? And if you don't know who that is, uh, all of the pictures in the, do they still have them in the current Book of Mormons that you get? 
I don't know. I know for a good long time. Seen his the one that you the... handed out, and they're the color photo or color uh, pictures that are within the Book of Mormon were all drawn uh, or painted, I guess I should say, by Arnold Freiberg, who, you know, just that's your shredded Captain Moroni and your Nephi that is on keto and hasn't ever eaten a carb in his entire life, just these ripped gentlemen. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. yes. You have Abinadi, who's an old man, but he's ripped. Yeah. yeah. But it's... still just. So yeah, someone was like, maybe that inspired Freeberg or Freiberg. I'm not sure. What, what let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. The picture that came out, and we should probably be uh, a little bit more accurate and say daguerreotype because there is some yes, sort of. It's not a photograph. Yeah. It's yeah. Daguerre- daguerreotype. Yeah. Um, does it matter to you? I would like to know, but it's not like it's, it'll change my life either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I, I have my doubts, yeah. um, but. I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing that I thought was curious is I hop a, hopped on a couple of like boards where people were talking about it and, and the people who were just absolutely like, Nope, Nope, that's not my profit. That can't be. I'm, you know, and, and I don't know if they were like shook, you know, as far as so their testimony goes, cause he imagined. looks so different, but like, you know, I see the picture of Joseph Smith that we sort of have, you know fictionalized and 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 all of these things and i'm like there's not a chance in the world he looked like that so well, to me even if it's not him i just sort of went okay yeah now we're at least being realistic a pretty rough looking guy i mean uh-huh. handsome-ish gentleman but a, a rough looking you know from the mid 19th century guy doesn't look like the Joseph Smith that we put on top of pamphlets. Well, the thing and, that cracks me up with people freaking out over it, like, oh, that's not my prophet. That's not, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what people were saying when they, they walked into Nauvoo and saw him doing that stick pole in the mud with the kids. Like, sure. oh, my prophet wouldn't do that. Like, yeah, he would. Like, mm. Anyway, I don't know. That's, it just kind of cracks me up that that's a, a problem for some people. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, I, I mean, I would love to know that it is, uh, that it is him or is not him. I, I don't know, it, the uh, like, I went on a deep dive in in how much study went into it and and how they have to even get close to verifying it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to know where this locket was for all the years that it was and being able to verify that story is part of the component to be able to see because it could also not be a smith at all it could be someone with similar bone structure that we're trying to pass off right and that's kind of that's what benjamin park gets into in his video about like you have to in order to verify you have to track you know the chain of ownership of that locket and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing for going all the way back so yeah Anyway, fun stuff. What else do you have? Uh, just a quick aside. I thought this was interesting. Um, BYU stopped their voice adaptation services for transgender clients. Um, oh, yeah. This was a, a this was a while ago, and then there was um, some discussion as to whether or not um, that part of um, the uh, speech language pathology program, the master's program at BYU would still be able to be accredited because they had taken those services away and it is now uh, gone through the, um, the process. And though they are not offering those services for um, transgender clients, they are still accredited. So people that attend BYU 
and or people who have attended BYU and have their their um, their masters in that program and uh, are accredited as such will continue to be able to have that uh, be accredited. And that's a that's a big deal. Um, imagine the university that you got a degree from the particular field of study that you went out in, you know, if your university ends up not being accredited in that particular thing, you know, people know that people Mm -hmm. talk about that within the industry, whatever the industry would be that you'd be in. And, you know, my, my personal feeling as to whether or not they should offer those services. And I don't know that I'll offer that there. I feel like we should help everyone, but you know, I can see where the church says, listen, this is against a thing that, that, that we are kind of still sorting our feelings out about. So we're not going to do it, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I maybe I'm too liberal as that, as far as that stuff goes, I'm just like, Oh, you need help. Good. I'll help you. Cool. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh, what else do you have? Um, this is kind of a fun, this is people who know me and I'm the told the word geek. Um, so there's a linguist um, from BYU who put out a book last month called Utahisms, Unique Expressions, Inventions, Place Names, and More. It came out in July, and it dives into all kinds of things. Um, and th- the first example they give is, you know, if depending on where you live in the country, you might refer to, refer to this little bug as a roly-poly, but in Utah, you'll probably call them a potato bug. Yeah. Or other places, it's a pill bug. And that's mm-hmm. largely because of the immigrants who came and wh- where they came from. So he um, brings in things like um, Danish and was it Norwegian and it's two Scandinavian countries that had a lot of immigrants um, and those towns where they settled people will to this day will often say for beautiful instead of how beautiful. Um, huh. If you say things like um, oh, where where was it uh, like do you did you do you still do this and then most of us will say well I used to some people will say I used to do. And that, used to do. and that's also a Scandinavian kind of a thing. Um, and there was one pr- a pronunciation of something else that, that was an Irish thing. And anyways, it's a fascinating thing of just how, where you come from and how it affects pronunciation um, in Utah. And so one thing I learned as well is that like, um, we always kind of joke that you know, people who founded Hurricane Utah mm-hmm. don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out that's just the British way of saying that kind of storm. It's British people who founded it who settled yeah. the area therefore it's not wrong it's just that's how british people even now say this <laughs> anyway so yeah i like i like uh getting in fights over nevada oh yeah ne- nevada 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 yeah. nevada nevada Col- colorado i don't know i just like getting fights over names and things like that Tooele is still one of my favorite uh and you can always tell someone who's not from utah who calls it zion Oh, yes. Or like they I remember there was a a reporter who came to Utah probably 20 plus years ago. And you could tell that it was her first night ever coming seeing Ochre Mountain on the teleprompter. She goes, help. Uh, She's trying. And she goes, someone help me. (laughs) I'm new to Utah. Please read this for me. Uh, And you also get uh, Alta as opposed to Alta Alta. for people that those are the big there's a Mantua instead of Manaway. Yeah. 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 Which, you know. I'm st- I w- I'm wondering if he addresses that one because I'm curious. Like, that, there's got to be an explanation. I don't know what it is, but uh, have you been following any of the stuff on Mom Talk? <laughs> Not very closely. Please share. Uh, so, people that don't know the Mom Talk, it's the uh, Mormon air quotes TikTokers, the Mom Talkers. Uh, 
there was the the whole thing about the soft swapping. Um, we shared that in our last articles of news. That is uh, infidelity, but not all the way infidelity, most of the way infidelity. And and some people who were sort of engaging in that found themselves being excommunicated from the church. Well, uh, uh, Taylor Frankie Paul, who a uh, former member of the church, who recently actually uh, on TikTok shared her call log and showed that someone from the church tried to call her, but she wasn't brave enough to answer. So who who knows? Uh, she did a video that people gave her a, a pretty hard time for where she danced and talked about um, the custody of her kids, who, how they are splitting custody with their kids. And there was a big outrage about this. And, and you can see all the videos linked in the show notes uh, where people are like, okay, I think we've gotten to the point where we can say, this is a TMI overshare even for TikTok when we are starting to talk about like the custody, which I think is fine to share, right? This is how we negotiate our custody. But she's dancing while she's pointing out the different words that talk about how the custody is. It's uncomfortable. It's cringy. Yeah. It It's a little, Im- I don't want to say embarrassing because I guess, you know, you do what you do. I've done embarrassing things. Kids, like just keep that anything about that private situation offline for the sake of the kids. Just do. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, the parody of uh, all of those of that video in particular, it's worth it. It's worth twenty minutes of internet deep dive. (laughs) Trust me, you'll you'll be like, oh, thank you, you wasted my day, but I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Looking Uh, forward to watching that. Yeah, take that opportunity to to dive into some of that stuff. What do you have? We only got a couple more minutes. So this is a, a really quick and also TikTok. Um, there is a um, an account there that would told the story of, um, you know, this young, this young musician, this, this kid who was just amazing. And this, this uh, other up and coming singer who was like, Oh, this, this person is going to be amazing and huge and massive. And, you know, he needs, I need to help this, this kid have a career. Um, but, and sure enough, people were like, yes, he's amazing. And, and so, um, essentially it came down to, so we're going to give somebody else credit for discovering him. He's a bigger name. Mm-hmm. Um, so the child was Michael Jackson. Mm. The person who got the credit at the time was Donna Ross. The person who actually discovered him was sister Gladys Knight. Yeah, hey. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Way to go, so, Sister Gladys. Yeah. Do we call her Sister Gladys or do we call her Sister Knight? I, did I say, I think, I didn't I say Sister Gladys Knight? I don't uh, know. Well, sure, but I, but I, I, I feel know. like, uh, well, like she deserves, more respectful. yeah, she does. But I think Sister Gladys sure. kind of seems like her attitude, right? Like I'd be like, Sister she's Gladys, awesome. can you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love her. She's like, she's so great. Uh, other things that maybe we should mention here in the, in the waning moments uh, of the show. Oh, this was cool. Uh, The church endorses its first female military chaplain, which I think is super cool. Jenna Carson is her name. She's a return missionary. She's a graduate from the Harvard Divinity School and is going to be a chaplain in the U.S. Air Force. Um, It's a big deal. Um, It's not like a branch president or like a a bishop or... um, you know, a stake president, but it is significant because it's sort of uh, officiating the spiritual guidance for people within the military. She calls it an honor to follow in uh, her father's footsteps. He served in the U.S. Army. Um, Elder Yagi 
uh, General Authority 70 and uh, from the great state of Ohio or served his mission, I should say, in the great state of Ohio. Maybe the same mission that I served, but wouldn't that be pretentious if I claimed him just for that? Oh, wait, that is what I'm doing. Um, she has agreed to be a future episode of the Cultural Hall. She was going into boot camp when I contacted her. So we'll get to be able to find out her whole story, why she wanted to do it. Um, it was multiple times of her being told, no, not yet, n- not right now. This isn't going to work. The The process, we'll leave the link for that in the show notes, is rigorous. A- and over many years, uh, you're supposed to be married and she's divorced. Um, you are have to be temple worthy. Um, it's it's a pretty significant thing and super cool to see that the church has endorsed her. So, awesome. uh, what else? What else do you have? Anything so, else? Yeah, uh, here's a kind of a quick one. Um, so apparently the the church has their own channel on a variety of streaming services for music. Um, so the channels are all Church of Jesus Christ on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Um, and there you can get, it says, a selection of hymns, the soundtrack from season one of the Book of Mormon video series, hymns sung by popular Latter-day Saint artists, um, playlists will soon be added for specific circumstances, such as songs for Sunday moods, inspiration, spirituality, um, there'll also be tabernacle choir songs. So anyway, uh, just you can find that channel if that's interesting to you, that's something you want to listen to on maybe a Sunday morning as you're getting ready for church or whatever. Uh, probably not for helping you get ready for church. TLC is doing two series called Breaking the Faith and Escaping the Prophet. These are two different series about the FLDS church. It's curious. Uh, it is, um, it, it, it is, it, it continues to be fascinating to me. I recently read the book under, not under the banner of heaven. I read the book, um, When the Moon Turns to Blood by Leah Satilli about uh, Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow. It is Mm. fascinating to read when people take a pure doctrine and switch it, manipulate it, change it for, for what they would like it to be. Um, And, and God, I'm actually writing that down. So I want to, I want to read it. What's the author's name again for everyone? (laughs) Leah Satilli, L-E-A-H-S-O-T-I-L-L-E. Uh, we'll leave a link for it in the show notes. She's also going to be a future guest of the cultural. Um, she she did the podcast about the Bundys, Ammon and Cliven Bundy mm. as well. Bundyville. If you haven't listened to that, that's great. It's no cultural hall, but she's pretty good. Um, to to read here and study about how people take our our beliefs and skew them is crazy, crazy, crazy. Some of the things that people do. And then ending on this, I thought this was curious. Under the Banner of Heaven, uh, out on Hulu for several months now. Uh, you can go back and listen to our interview with Andrew Garfield and some of the other stars of Under the Banner of Heaven from the red carpet just a couple months ago. Uh, it has been uh, purchased and shared by Disney+. Plus, But on Disney+, Plus, it's called By Order of God. The name is different on Disney+, Plus, oh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I would love to know what people thought uh, of the series. If you'd watch it, contact the cultural hall.com and what you think of the title. I sort of like by order of God more than I like under the banner of heaven, but crack hours book is under the banner of heaven, which is which uh, what the uh, series is sort of based off of. I'd love to know the reason why Disney plus said it's got to be by order of God. Don't know. 
maybe they didn't want to pay crack hour uh the the fees for all that but uh that will do it for this articles of news as you can tell there's still lots of news that has occurred that we have not yet talked about we'll get another news to you very shortly make sure that you check the show notes uh, for links to all the stories of past episodes that man- we mentioned within this. And uh, it'll also have all the notes for the temple ticker, which is coming up in the third block. Annette, thank you for your time and thank expertise you, and being awesome. We'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in the bunkhouse. <laughs> Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast and it's beautiful. So let's make sure your computer's ready to run it. Bring your PC into any PC Laptops right now at PCLaptops.com. PCLaptops.com. Here in the third block, uh, it's time for the Temple Ticker. And we're joined by, I'm going to call him the Pharaoh. Uh, I know Korahor was discussed. I've made it final. I had a good long time where we didn't do this. Uh, I think the Pharaoh is where I'm going to lay. Now, here's the deal, Corey. If I've got that completely incorrect, and that's not actually one of the nicknames that you uh, that you offered up, I'm still going to call you the Pharaoh regardless, because I've just made that decision in my mind. Well, I'm honored to be considered your Pharaoh, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to insist that you also speak completely in an Elvis accent. Uh, the entire time, <laughs> just like uh, in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, how the Pharaoh is always played by an Elvis character. I'm going to insist on it with you. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing well. Sorry about uh, the voice. Oh, I'm going to do fine. this. A, a million things happening in Temple stuff, uh, in, including uh, uh, some stuff with Washington, D.C., which was kind of exciting. But that's not where you want to start. You want to talk with some dedications and open houses that have been announced. So I turn the time, Brother Ward, over to you. Yeah, it's been about a month since we've talked. And it's actually been a pretty slow month because in July, a lot of the church office building kind of takes that off and the general authorities are on the down low. So, um, but yeah, we've had a month full of news and uh, a few things to talk about. Um, right, uh, I guess last time we finished talking, they announced uh, two dedications. These are two temples in South America, Quito, Ecuador, and Belém, Brazil. Um, if you didn't know, Belém in Portuguese and kind of in Spanish as well, uh, means Bethlehem. So oh, n- now there's a temple that. in Bethlehem. Yay! <laughs> is that is that one of the signs? Is that one of the seals? Uh, <laughs> it might be. Uh-oh. 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 Maybe he wasn't referring to Brazil. I don't know. Okay, good. Uh, so Quito, Ecuador, uh, That that's the second or third in Ecuador? It is the second, Thanks. and it's the capital of Ecuador. So um, both of these temples were announced in April 2016 by President Monson on the same day, same conference. Um, and they'll be dedicated on the same day, November 20th. So Elder Cook will dedicate the Quito, Quito Ecuador, and then... Elder Renlin will dedicate Belém, Brazil on the same day. Um, the open houses in Quito is will be a week earlier, October 14th through the 29th. And in Brazil, uh, October 22nd through November 5th. Now, uh, a question for you, and you probably have seen these, but I don't know if the math has ever been run out. And I know it can be any number of years and time and all that stuff. But is there an average from dedicate or from announcement to dedication that we typically run within the church oh it'll be 4.5 years or 9.2 years um normally in the, like the press releases the church says like two or so years from announcement to groundbreaking and then like two or three years depending how big it is 
for construction. Some take four though. And these temples, because of COVID, they've been delayed. Um, I know those part of South America were hit hard by COVID. And I think there was a few delays. These temples have actually been finished for probably about six months and they just oh, wow. haven't gotten the dedication announced. So will this be the first time, do you know, within the church that two temples will be dedicated on the same day? That seems pretty significant. Uh, no, I think during, um, there's a few months where President Hinckley in, I think, 2000 or 2002, 2001, um, that they were going, he was dedicating every week a temple. And so eventually he, he, he delegated some to the first presidency. And I think there was a day, if I'm not mistaken, when there was three that were dedicated, I oh, have wow. to take it out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so then we move, uh, we move from South America up to the West coast, up into Oregon. Yeah. A groundbreaking was announced for that temple, the Willamette, uh, oh, Willamette Valley, Oregon temple. Um, it was originally announced as the Eugene, Oregon temple. If you remember that by mm-hmm. president Nelson, um, but it's going to be relocated in Springville, Oregon. So I guess they opted to change the name. And why not though the Springfield, Oregon temple? You know, I don't know. I guess it's just a small enough city that people where, what <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but there are actually Elias living put out an article a few weeks ago of temples that have a, a unique name like mm-hmm. this, a non-traditional name. Cause normally it's, city state and then temple um but there's a few temples and a few temples lately that have been uh, given a region rather than a city like feather river um Okra that's Mountain. in southern utah that's uh Okra mountains in the salt lake valley desert peak red cliffs hebrew valley so so maybe it's utah and then we toss in a couple just so people don't <laughs> feel like we're being exclusive i guess so yeah <laughs> uh rededications that's kind of cool uh, yeah, uh, July 3rd, there was a rededication in Tokyo. Um, President Iron was there, accompanied by Elder Stevenson. We've talked to Elder Stevenson, everything Japan, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of maybe a little bit ironic he didn't do the dedication, but I mean, he was there. So um, the temple was the 18th in Asia, or in the 18th temple of the church, and then the first in Asia. So it's about 40 years old, and it's been rededicated. Which is, which is crazy to think that the 18th temple in the church was built 40 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? That's a crazy. I mean, it, it kind of that stop and pause and go, oh, wait, oh, wait a minute. So 40 years ago, we only had 18, and now we have functioning 160-something. Yeah, maybe 61 or 62 with over 200 or 200. Well, I mean, th- let me think about this. 200 and something announced. Or right, 282. Jeez. Total, and then 173 operating right now so let me ask you this do you think that then with uh the 282 uh in some form or fashion is uh president nelson at next general conference gonna cap at 300 is that where we're going is he gonna go for it he could he could maybe two conferences i don't know yeah uh, nah he, nah, doesn't, know, he yeah. doesn't know if he's gonna make it two conferences he's <laughs> right. gotta get it done he'll <laughs> he'll be 98 right that's insane yeah yeah ah. later this month he'll be 98 that's that's crazy and then the big one dc like i started the episode off i was surprised it seems like that came we knew it was going to be rededicated but it seems like they were like uh now let's do it this date finally here we go yeah and they're keeping a secret who would dedicate it so finally they confirmed that president nelson will travel there to dedicate it with the entire first presidency and also elders cook christopher and gong so that will be august 14th 
And obviously, first presidency and President Nelson, because, you know, there will be a lot of visibility, a lot of press on the temple. Uh, the other elders, Cook, Christofferson, and Gong, any sort of connection there? Or they just are I like, think they kind yeah, of have connections. Too. They have connections to the area. So it's kind of, I guess, a gesture to have them there. Um, I was thinking the church was probably uh, hesitant to announce that President Nelson was planning to do this because back in 2019, President Nelson was originally announced to dedicate a temple in Peru, mm-hmm. but that day um, he didn't show up uh, in this kind of obscure uh, Spanish popula- uh, population called Masfe. It was reported that he had some mal malestares del estómago, so he, I guess he was sick. He had a stomach uh. illness, so he couldn't get there. So he assigned other Suarez to dedicate the temple. Can you imagine? I mean, just putting yourself in that position, you're like, you know, I may never get the chance to see the prophet of the Lord. I'm getting up early. I'm making <laughs> my way. I, and, and, you know, it's just one of those things where you go, oh, oh, no, apostle is cool, too. But I thought it was going to be the prophet. Like you try and not be let down. You try and see it for perspective. But you're like, oh, stomach malady. Come on. That's right. So I, uh, hopefully he doesn't get sick this time and he'll be there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's so cool. And, and I I'm pushing for, and I don't know if you want to join the bandwagon on this. I think that the DC temple is big enough that we should, um, we should satellite broadcast the dedication services and that we all should get that Sunday off for the, yeah, DC I think there should be like a national U S dedication. That would have yes, been cool. Yes. If it was Maybe President Hinkley, I think we'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the whole church. That's fair because. It really only matters to the United States uh, members of the church. But if we could, all of the 50 states in the union, let's just like, uh, let's get, let's get it broadcast to our church and uh, get, yeah. get that. Have, have a nice Merck uh, yeah. dedication. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have apple pie for the linger longer. <laughs> uh, okay. So now you move into Moroni and I'm curious about this. What are you talking about? So even though Moroni is not going on new temples, they are still updating um, the Moroni statues on other temples. So they put a new Angel Moroni on the Columbia, South Carolina temple. This happens about every 10 or 20 years or so that they put a refurbished Moroni because, you know, with weather and stuff, sometimes you get struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. Um, You just need to repaint that uh, gold shine on there. So there's kind of like a, a rotating body of Moronis that go and, they take it off, they refurbish it, and then they put it on a new temple and kind of goes like so, that. So am I, am I to understand then that like what they do is they roll up to a temple, they remove the statue, and then they have another one and put the other one up and then take the other one away? Really? That's right. Yeah. So I want to tell you, though, when I saw that you had written rotating Moroni statues, <laughs> what I really hoped, <laughs> what I hoped for all hope was sort of a spinning Moroni statue that would go on the top of temples so although i'm glad that we're being productive with our time and those things i'm sad to know that it's not a rotating moroni statue that would be legit yeah 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 uh and then other news which i i thought this was interesting i haven't seen this in person but i've seen the pictures uh talking about the lawns at temples yeah um the cash valley uh press took notice that the logan utah temple there's a giant hill that's right in front of the temple and it was just this huge lawn Mm -hmm. and that lawn is now very yellow it has a few spots of like where the sprinklers are i assume the leaks are kind of the pipes are kind of leaky so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a a very large uh i guess ugly lawn now 
And if you've been to Logan, uh, you know that that's the best hill for um, sledding. It's also the best hill for <laughs> ice blocking. And really? uh, okay. it fairly steep and massive. It is a huge hill. It is one of the things that, um, you know, Saints here in, in Utah, uh, we take a lot of guff because of how much we're in a drought and how big. Uh, even just our chapels have these massive lawns that we just feed and feed the water and, and we don't ever do anything on a, my particular chapel has a whole field. It's a soccer field and a bowery. And I've seen people on that field one time in the, you know, three months that I've lived here and I know they don't use it very much. Yeah. I know they said that at Logan, they're, they're keeping a few spots uh, green so that you can take wedding photos. Yeah. 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 It seems to me in a lot of those cases, and I think that you'll see this more and more that, um, you know, it that more socially responsible uh, kind of vegetation or just landscaping will will have to occur. The push for it will be too much. And people will say, listen, yes, we want those moments or those places for the pictures for, you know, for where we're playing softball with the ward. We do need grass, but if we're not using it, Let's rip it out or let's do something different with it because I don't, I don't know that we can continue to just have these massive fields. Um, but I don't think that we should start it on fire, which is actually where you end the, uh, <laughs> the, the temple ticker here. Uh, tell me about this. Uh, yeah, this is, I think last week, I can't remember the date for sure, but um, it was actually, it was July 25th because it was the day after pioneer day. And some people saw some flames in one of the windows of the Orem Utah temple that's under construction mm-hmm. right there next to I-15. And so, um, yeah, there was a fire there in the interior of the Orem temple. Uh, it looks like it was mostly just contained to one room. So only damaged that one room. Um, they've installed some like ventilation systems outside the windows to try and get all the particles out of the air. Mm. Um, but it was reported that the ATF is investigating. I don't know if that means they suspect mal um, intent. Mm-hmm. Or if this is just sometimes this just happens where there's weird, you know, vent um like uh just materials that catch fire. Yeah. So that could be that. But I mean, there's also in St. George recently, there've been like a ton of chapels that have been um set on fire. So that may be suspicious. And a, a chapel up in uh Boise, the Boise area too, burned to the ground. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy to think that someone would be like, hey, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to let them worship the way they like and to go one step further I'm going to go ahead and burn that sucker down. Um but I know a lot of people and I've heard, you know, the speculation where with the ATF kind of looking into it that that it might be. I think I think it would it would seem to me that it's like, well, maybe, but we need to find out rather than drawing it as an absolute conclusion that's like, well, yeah, someone Molotov cocktailed the temple or something like that and and started the thing on fire. What I'm curious about is, do we think Lex de Azevedo had something to do with it like he did with the Provo City Center Temple? That's, <laughs> that's the speculation I want to throw out there. Did he have any orchestras scheduled? <laughs> there was no concerts there, but I don't know. We wouldn't have the Provo City Center Temple that's right. uh, without Lex de Azevedo in that concert. He obviously didn't, and I'm joking, everyone calm down, but it is a fun thing to continue on. Um, what, uh, as far as temples and looking into the future, are there things that you are excited about that either haven't been announced, um, or that you're, you're sort of waiting for word on? Uh, I mean, I thought this year there would have been more dedications. It seems like maybe supply chain stuff 
there's been a lot of construction delays. Mm -hmm. So I think in the beginnings of 2023, there could be quite a few um, temples uh, dedicated. Like we have Puerto Rico, Saratoga Springs, Utah, Feather River, California, Helena, Montana, Bentonville, Arkansas, Brasilia, Brazil, uh, Lima, Los Olivos, um, Richmond, Virginia, Leighton, Utah, Okinawa, Japan, Bangkok, Thailand. McAllen, Texas, all those symbols could be uh, dedicated in 2023. So there could be a lot of dedications that are announced soon. Now, are you one that would ever travel for a dedication? Would you go and, and, and check I mean, it out? For the- <laughs> I have. I've been to the, the Mesa Temple and the DC Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's kind of hard to go to a dedication because um, you kind of have to get tickets from your local leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if there is ever a temple announced in Cancun, Mexico, I will probably go there because that's where I serve my mission. Oh, so. I was going to say, because that's where you like to vacation. Oh, no, that's where you <laughs> served your mission. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when they announced the uh, Cleveland temple, I'm going out there for it. I don't know when it is. As far as I can tell, they haven't uh, announced like even where it's going to be. But I will go out and just cry outside of the building, even if they don't let me on the inside, just so I can be there. I think it's just too cool of an opportunity and that's where i served my mission to just be able to to see the saints it seems like a fulfillment of things right the yeah. seeds were planted when i was there and i just want to see the want to see everything to come to fruition that's exciting and yeah. then i want to hibernate for the entire winter if we're talking about like a plant <laughs> seeds harvest the crop hibernate for winter that's my plan the whole winter uh cory k ward hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week And then when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Brother Brent, Miracles, I Told You So, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be 